Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of our podcast, Loving Parenting, where our goal is to improve our relationships by going beyond our comfort zone one small step at a time. This episode, episode 29, is the final episode in this podcast on support and encouragement for parents who are having difficulties with their children. In the past 28 episodes, I've presented all of the material that I have assembled on this topic. Episode 29 presents a summary of the main ideas presented in all of the previous episodes and gives the practical suggestions that you can take with you into any challenges with your children that you might face. After the introductory episode one, we continued with some motivational ideas for making the effort to improve your relationship with your child. In episode two, Affirmation for Parents, we discussed the tremendous value of your sincere efforts to raise your children in the best way you know. And we gave examples of the biblical characters Hevel, Abel, and Ruvain, who both acted with noble intentions, though the outcome of their efforts was not what they were hoping for. In episode three, Why Even Try to Improve the Relationship, we presented four good reasons to make the effort. The most all-encompassing motivation is to focus on the existence and reality of your child's soul in order to overlook any superficial unpleasantness that your child may have. If you can do that, then you have truly accomplished something great. After establishing a motivation for making the effort, we presented several fundamental principles that help foster sanity and a positive attitude about your situation. Most critical is episode four, what is success? In this episode, we observed that the true definitions of wisdom, power, wealth, and honor are not what they superficially seem to be, according to a Talmudic teaching. Accordingly, the true meaning of success in child raising is subduing one's evil inclination to act with anger or indifference and showing honor to one's child. A parent who acts in this manner serves as a role model, regardless of the outcome of his or her efforts. In episode five, Going Beyond One's Comfort Zone, we discussed the growth mindset. A person who has a growth mindset continually goes a bit beyond his or her comfort zone and thus is continually growing and improving. In episode six, What Does From Really Mean? We looked more deeply into the definition of from which refers to the diligent observance of Jewish religious law. We concluded that it is impossible to evaluate how from another person is, since it depends significantly on a person's inner motivation and actions performed in private. Furthermore, a true servant of God serves him to the best of his own capabilities, and we don't know what another person's capabilities are. 
In episode seven, Goal versus Direction in Relationships, we discussed the fact that we cannot make another person fit our image of how we want him to be. Instead, focus on a direction in which you'd like the relationship to move and do what you can to move it in that direction while recalculating your course when necessary. In episode eight, personality mismatch, nobody's fault, we explored several scenarios in which the parent's personality clashes with the child's personality. The solution is for the parent to take the initiative with guidance from a wise professional to begin to build empathy and trust with his or her child. In episode nine, Empathy for Your Child, we discussed various ways to put yourself in your child's shoes, so to speak. We mentioned several different perspectives that could help you feel more empathy toward your child. Episode 10, Concepts for Sanity Summary, presents a summary of all of these fundamental principles which promote sanity and a positive attitude. In the next section of the podcast, we considered four different role models from the Bible who displayed exemplary behaviors. These behaviors exemplify several of the fundamental principles that we discussed in the earlier episodes. Episode 11, King David and his son Absalom first gives some background information on who King David and his son Absalom were. Then we described King David's challenge with his son and how he dealt with it. King David had a deep love for his son, despite his son's hurtful behaviors. Episode 12, King Hezekiah and his son Manasseh, is structured similarly to episode 11. Episode 12 gives background information on King Hezekiah and his son Manasseh, and then describes his challenge with his son and how he dealt with it. King Hezekiah dealt with his challenges with great humility, devotion, and trust in God. A happy outcome of this story is that when Manasseh succeeded his father as the next king, he did improve his ways and come back to the right path of Torah. And he also led the Jewish people back to the right path to a large extent. This shows how King Hezekiah's teachings really did sink into his son Manasseh, though that did not come to light until many years later. One takeaway from the stories of King David and King Hezekiah and their sons is that having a rebellious child does not necessarily mean that the parent is a bad person. Some of the greatest people in history have had rebellious children and dealt with them nobly and lovingly. In episode 13, Matriarch Rachel and her wayward descendants, we showed the perspective of a mother who has rebellious descendants. Matriarch Rachel has endured not being buried near her husband and all the other patriarchs and matriarchs in the cave of Machpelah for thousands of years, just so that she could comfort her wayward descendants for the short period of time that they passed by her gravesite on the way to exile in Babylonia. In the merit of Matriarch Rachel's self-sacrifice, God promised Matriarch Rachel 
that her descendants would ultimately return to their land. We've considered three biblical role models who serve as positive role models. Then, in episode 14, Hagar and Ishmael, a negative example, we considered a negative role model. When Hagar and Ishmael were traveling through the desert, Ishmael got sick and Hagar ran out of water to give to Ishmael. Not wanting to witness her son's demise, she put her son in the shade of a bush, sat down some distance away, and cried. The lesson from this story is that if you feel dejected about your child's situation, you have to remember this. Your child is in pain, emotional pain. And how can you just walk away from him or her? Recalling this negative example can really help you at times when you feel down in the dumps about your situation. In the next section of the podcast, we presented several techniques you can use that will help you improve your relationship with your child. In episode 15, Take Good Care of Yourself, we note how vital it is for you to take good care of yourself so that you can do your best in taking care of your child. In episode 16, Relax with Guided Imagery, we present several soothing musical selections accompanied by inspiring guided imagery messages. Listening to these selections can help you relax and can be part of your effort to take good care of yourself. In episode 17, Identify and Treat Your Pain, we discussed two types of pain that you might feel about your relationship with your child. Self-centered pain is about your own disappointment. Child-centered pain is about the difficult situation that your child is in. The episode presents an easy way to distinguish between these two types of pain within yourself and outlines the very different ways to effectively deal with these two types of pain. The next several episodes on techniques discuss the five love languages, a concept described by Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages. Episode 18 discusses the general concept of the love languages and how they apply to your relationship with your child. The next five episodes discuss each of these love languages in detail and show how they apply to the parent-child relationship in particular. These episodes are Episode 19, Words of Affirmation, Episode 20, Acts of Service, Episode 21, Quality Time, Episode 22, Giving Gifts, and Episode 23, Physical Touch. The final section of this podcast presents several challenging situations that could occur as part of difficult parent-child relationships. These last few episodes show how to use principles and techniques presented earlier to address these challenges while maintaining a positive and empathetic attitude. In episode 24, Self-Blame, a Common Challenge, we discussed how a parent might blame himself for his child's disappointing behaviors. This episode gives a parent a broader perspective on the multitude of various influences that affect a child. 
The parent's influence on the child is a very strong one, but it is not the only one. Furthermore, a parent must not blame himself for not having known certain things when his child was young, which might have helped his child turn out better. You can only do the best that you can right now using whatever knowledge and skills you have now. And this was true then, just as it is now. You do need to spend some time contemplating what you could do better at present, but limit your contemplation to one or a few fixed times during the week and be happy the rest of the time. You deserve to be happy just like everyone else does. Episode 25, What If Your Child Blames You, continues on the theme of blame. It's one thing if you blame yourself. You can turn on or off that voice of blame. However, you cannot do that if your child blames you. You really do need to address the issue in fairness to your child. The first thing to do is to feel empathy for the hurt that your child must feel in order to be blaming you. But beyond that, you do need to judge yourself, preferably with the aid of a wise counselor, to determine the true extent of your guilt. We presented the analogy of an accidental killer as described in the Torah. The accidental killer does not deserve the death penalty, since what he did was accidental, but he has to go live in exile in one of the pre-designated cities of refuge. There, he can contemplate what went wrong and how he might have prevented it. The parent should do a similar contemplation and determine what he or she should do better from now on. In episode 26, How to Deal with Jealousy, we discussed how you can deal with your own jealousy of other parents whose children seem to have turned out better than your own child. Firstly, you don't know all about the other parent's children. It's quite possible that those children have some sort of problem and or difficult relationship. In this world, almost everyone has some sort of problem or challenge. Secondly, appreciate the depth of character that you have developed as a result of dealing with the difficult relationship with your child. What you have learned and how you have grown from all this is truly precious. Furthermore, regardless of how your child is currently acting, you can certainly find some special qualities that your child has. Contemplate these special qualities and be thankful that you have a child with these qualities. If possible, compliment your child on these special qualities. In episode 27, What If You See No Results From Your Efforts, we gave some practical guidelines as well as emotional support. On the practical level, make sure to identify your child's primary love language and try to show your child love in that manner as much as possible. Also, seek guidance from a counselor who specializes in family relationships since it is possible that there are some beneficial things that you can do that you hadn't thought of. Finally, Realize that the love you feel and show to your child in such a situation is a very deep kind of love, the kind of love that has no expectations of return on investment. Be thankful you have found within yourself 
the capability to feel this kind of love, at least to some extent. In episode 28, What If Your Child Blocks Communication, we considered one of the most painful challenges a parent might face. We emphasized the fact that regardless of the situation, you always have the freedom of choice to choose your attitude toward the situation. At a minimum, you can choose whether to accept the situation willingly or unwillingly. We noted that accepting the situation unwillingly, feeling that it is bad and shouldn't be happening, increases the pain beyond what one would feel due to the situation itself. So it's well worth finding a way to accept the situation willingly to some degree. At the same time, do whatever you can to improve your ways so that you do not repeat behaviors that led to the current situation. Have empathy for your child, since he or she must be in a lot of pain if he or she did such a drastic thing as to block communication. And keep in mind that estrangement is a common problem in America today, so you are not alone in your struggle. I wish you a lot of success in absorbing the teachings of this podcast and using them to greatly improve your sanity, sense of well-being, and relationship with your child. Although this is the last episode of the Loving Parenting Podcast, I still welcome your comments, feedback, questions, and suggestions for topics and I've set up an email address for this purpose. The address is lovingparenting123 at gmail.com. If I receive enough suggestions for topics, then I will try to produce a few more episodes to address these suggestions. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to the episodes that I have presented. Each one of these episodes is drawn from my personal experiences. They are drawn from my efforts to turn the darkness of all of these challenges into a bright light and to share this light with all of you. May God very soon have mercy on all of us and show us his kindness in a pleasant way, as the verse says, I will exult and rejoice in your kindness that you have seen my affliction, you have known of the troubles of my soul. All the best to you and your family.